We take Gotham from the corrupt, the rich, the oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity, and we give it back to you, the people. Gotham is yours. None shall interfere. Do as you please. Start by storming Blackgate and freeing the oppressed. Step forward, those who would serve. For an army will be raised. The powerful will be ripped from their decadentness and cast out into the cold world that we know and endure. Courts will be convened. Spoils will be enjoyed. Blood will be shed. The police will survive as they learn to serve true justice. This great city, it will endure. Gotham will survive. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got My day. Best day, big boy, huh? That's bright. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. And we're back. Uh, Gabe fell off a waterfall. I broke my back, but we both worked our way back to you. The people. The people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is facing off. We are back for another week uh, where, of uh, what, what do we do? We review and we uh, compare and contrast two movies. Today's movies are The Dark Knight Rises and uh, Black Panther. Two movies about uh, superheroes who fall from grace and then uh, work their way back up to grace. Yeah, that. That's pretty much at it. The, yeah, and, and yeah. suffer at, at the hands of uh, uh, a morally ambiguous villain. Yeah, I mean, that's sort that's of. it. And for anybody that was confused why we would choose just out of any Batman movie, Dark Knight Rises, it is exactly that. It is nearly identical plots, which is so weird because... But they do, yeah. They, Dark Knight Rises generally, is like... Yeah, yeah. Generally similar plots, these two movies... Um, we are back, uh, and happy to be presenting this uh, episode for you. We hope that you've enjoyed our last couple episodes and, uh, do we, do we have shout outs? Uh, no shout outs. Uh, you guys should have sent us emails, but you didn't. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, we are hoping that you have shared this podcast with someone new in the last week. And if you haven't, do that, please. Share it would really us. help us. We are we are ra- we are ranked in France for in film France. reviews. We are number twenty eight. So let's get to number one, baby, in France. Hey, where are my French people at? C'est la vie. <laughs> Fucking Soupy chicken soup. cordon bleu. All right. Uh, anyways, let's get into this episode. <laughs> Uh, break down like a little synopsis for uh, Black Panther and Dark Knight Rises. Should we start Will the fire? You? N- Nick, what? the fire rises. <laughs> uh, That's going to be us the whole We're just going to be talking into cuts. The fire rises. 
You don't like rises. All right, that was probably really quiet. Uh, okay, it's good though. Dark Knight Rises uh, is the finale to Nolan's Batman trilogy. That's Christopher Nolan, um, yeah. not mind you, any other Nolans out there. Nolan Ryan, um, Nolan Ryan, Nolan Arenado. They're all need baseball players. There's, I think there's a Knucklehead. hockey player, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in The Dark Knight Rises, the finale of the Batman trilogy, um, we find the titular Dark Knight injured and reclusive after framing himself for the death of Harvey Dent and grieving the loss of his beloved Rachel. As Bruce Wayne is lured out of retirement by Selina Kyle, a cat burglar, cat woman, cat woman burglar, a masked Ram. terrorist named Bane makes his way to Gotham and plots to turn the island city into a lawless example for the rest of the world. Batman attempts to take on Bane, uh, but Bane breaks his back and is exiled. Uh, Batman is exiled to the very prison that Bane came from. As Batman heals, Bane, in his quest to rid the world of wealth and class structure, uh, holds the city of Gotham hostage using Wayne Enterprises' nuclear energy cell as a bomb and cordoning off the city from the outside world. As the Dark Knight Rises, titular, it is revealed oh, that Bane is but a henchman for the offspring of Ra's al Ghul, who we come to learn is a woman named Miranda, who is a woman named Talia, who is a fellow industry titan who worked alongside and also slept with Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, and who is a woman. Who is a woman. Because you said that multiple times. Yes. She is one. She's a woman named Miranda, who is a woman named Talia, who is the offspring of Ra's al Ghul. Yes. Uh, Batman carries uh, the bomb away towards the ocean in his cool new bat plane and escapes just in time as the bomb explodes and probably kills a bunch of fish. Uh, Bruce lives the rest of his life in anonymity with Selena Kyle in Europe. Yeah. Enjoying uh, Fernie, Fernie Broncas. Is that what those are? The yeah. drink? Yeah. They're yeah. like a, it's like an herbal liqueur. Oh, shot by the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny Bronca. And I'll uh, know. Black Panther. That we both. Black made. Panther, the, the other movie that we are doing today mm-hmm. about uh, a superhero who dresses like a uh, an animal. Black Panther begins sure. with T'Challa's rise to the throne of Wakanda. As he assumes his late father's uh, crown by defeating the challenger of the throne, Umbaku, we learn that a man named Ulysses Claw is attempting to sell vibranium, the source of Wakanda's technological superiority, to the CIA. T'Challa and his crew of badass women capture claw and interrogate him with a cia agent named ross uh, who's a former pilot that's important later yeah claw is broken out of their interrogation cell however by eric killmonger a former deep cover operative and spoiler alert the uh, a man of wakandan heritage and t'challa's cousin <gasps> killmonger kills claw brings his body to wakanda in order to prove his worth and reveal his heritage he defeats t'challa in combat handily and takes the throne uh, he orders Wakanda to arm the oppressed throughout the world and start a revolution. Also, he throws T'Challa over a waterfall. Uh, while King Killmonger readies the Wakandan forces, Ross Okoye and Nakia try to plead for M'Baku to eat the heart-shaped flower that provides the Black Panther with his power. Uh, but M'Baku reveals that T'Challa is actually still alive and being kept alive by ice. Yeah. I guess. T'Challa eats like the flower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they stole his mojo. Yeah. Um, that's what the movie's about. It's just about T'Challa yeah, getting, getting his, his mojo, mojo back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah! T'Challa eats the flower, gets his mojo back, um, and uh, narrowly defeats Killmonger in hand-to-hand combat. He allows Killmonger to watch the Wakandan sunset one final time, and Killmonger chooses death over Wakandan imprisonment for his crimes. Fuck T'Challa, uh, combining traditional Wakandan isolationism with Killmonger's desire to use Wakandan technology to lift up the oppressed, uh, reveals Wakandan's secret success to the world. 
boom. Yeah, honestly, besides the reasons that we mentioned, these are both just highly, highly popular comic book movies yeah. made by auteur directors to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, to varying degrees. Yeah. Um, both great movies. Let's get into it. Yeah. We they, break yeah. our movies down based off of five categories and a rating scale on each of those categories of one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, and four being middlest or in between or average or neutral. Nick, let's start. Since we're talking about two spectacle of movies, let's start with our category spectacularity, Ooh, okay, awesome. which is where we talk about the engagement level of the movie. This is the whether category. Whether you were fully torqued the whole time you were watching, or you were as bored as M'Baku listening to uh, the qualms of higher noble tribes squabble over the future of their nation that was a run-on sentence yeah uh spectacularity <laughs> i got there though is the, is the category i was hoping we would start with because uh, i want to make a point about the dark knight rises yeah let's start with dark knight rises it is i need to rewatch batman begins but i think it's the least exciting of the three in the dark in knight the rises is? yeah it mm. just has this really long dragging plot that takes away from the stakes like, yeah. you know that there's a nuclear bomb, but you also know the nuke is going to blow up in five to six months no matter what. And you also, the whole time, just know that Batman is going to make his way back and win in the end. Like, there's no actual stakes in this movie, and it makes it drag. Um, yeah. However, it's still really fun to watch because of how much detail is put into the characters. Um, and then, like, it does a good job of making the stakes seem like high stakes, but it's like a fa it's a facade. Like if you like really think about the movie as you're watching it, you you just know what's gonna happen, and it just seems like the whole Bane plot is just dragging. Yeah, um, I don't know. They they do a good job of making the stakes seem high, like the when they're talking to the military on the bridge. Yeah, at, you know, toward the middle end ish of the of the movie. Like, you kind of find out that, oh, like, this is a really big deal, and Gotham is... He's like, you really think that, uh, uh, like, a, th a thousand of you could keep, like, yeah. millions from leaving... 12 million from leaving this city? He's like, no, but you can. Yeah. Um, because if anyone leaves cool. the city, they... They'll they nuke it. Nuke it, but also they're going to nuke it no matter what. I don't know. I gave it a four. I gave Dark Knight a four and spectacularity. Oh, I see. I the thing is, is like I have to treat this as like any movie. If I'm basing it off of any other movie, especially like an action film, I, there's something about Christopher Nolan and his like action that keeps you engaged. And I think that he brings this, even though there are so many flaws to the movie, he keeps it at a higher level of like it, it's like a more artistic level of comic book movie where you care a little bit more about the stakes maybe it's just because of Hans Zimmer's score like that seems to be the thing that really draws you I will say the movie's really long it's close to three hours long um, I think the concept of having Batman be framed framing himself for Harvey Dent and then going into hiding and then being like depleted and old and like just very much out of the game. Cartilageless. Yeah. I love his that. Cartilage in his Yeah. Knees. He's got no. And, and for that, I can't recommend that you go hella skiing, uh, Mr. Wayne. Um, <laughs> but like for, with that, like I like that concept. I don't know if that helps the engagement level. So like pitch meeting made fun of this movie and was like, you know, you spend a long time waiting for Batman to become Batman again. Twice. 
And then, yeah, exactly. And then he's Batman for like two scenes. Then he gets his back broke. And then like that fight scene is cool. It's really cool. And then he has to do it again. But there are a lot of like the hasha, hasha, like you feel there's something there's like a the fire rises in your chest when you watch this movie. So it is exciting. Um, I think it shows a different side of Batman for the last act. And so I'm really engaged with the last third of the movie, regardless of any flaws. So I'm going to give it a slightly above average. I also think though the beginning is stupid. It is, God, Christopher Nolan is so good at opening movies. Like, yeah, the plane. The plane hijack <laughs> so is cool, such a dumb. cool set piece. Um, it's so well done. It's f- clearly practical effects. Um, and he really keeps a lot of it. I think a lot of the stuff with Catwoman is really interesting as you go on. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, Bane is fucking terrifying. Like he is legitimately a, a really scary villain, even if he's not fully fleshed out. And I think that keeps the story more engaging. Right. I'm going to give it a five. I'm cl- I was actually close to giving it a six because I just like Christopher Nolan movies so much. Right. And engaging. I felt like awarding it in other areas, but like, I do agree. Like the uniqueness of the characters, the fact that we're given basically a whole host of new characters to be interested in because there's no more rachel there's no more harvey dent yeah you know um uh commissioner gordon's kind of sideline there's that new like matthew modine character in jgl now we have yeah we have robin and yeah (laughs) and we have and we have catwoman now and we've got you know uh miranda talia yeah like there's a bunch of new characters that that kind of like hook you in and there's like this facade of like this movie's like things are really important but if you boil the movie down like it's just like Batman is down, Batman is up, Batman's really down, Batman's back up. And yeah, you just and I think know it, it's going to happen that way. I think it hurts so much when you rewatch. That's when the spectacularity gets dropped down. Right, I because think that's you're why pulled out. I, yeah, yeah, I've seen it like four times now. I'm going to stick with a five. I still think it's above average. Fair enough. Um, okay, let's go on to Black Panther spectacularity. This one, I'm like really tempted to give a seven. And I know I'm probably not going to give it a seven. And I know there would be some people who'd be like, what, really? You were that engaged with Black Panther? Listen, I genuinely enjoy every moment of Black Panther. I don't think it drags. I don't think it's that long. It's like two hours and 15 or something, two hours and 20. Yeah. It's long, but it's, it, there's it's a like lot. It's like comic book movie long. Yeah, They're you wouldn't long. cut out much of it. It's, a lot of it is really it's important. It's like comic book movie normal. They're yeah. pretty much all long. Um, it's a spectacle it, 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 and uh, unlike a lot of MCU movies, it's like really careful about everything that it shows you and it builds yeah. that up in a story. Um, you know, it is, it's fucking crazy that it, this movie has no other MCU character really and no other hero and they carry the movie because they really flush out the characters and make them interesting and that keeps the engagement level. Right. I'm not a huge fan of expository intros to movies that explain everything, but they do it in such a cool way that I was immediately hooked into the, the movie Oakland with the intro? No, no, before right before that when he's like, "Baba." Um, he's like, "Yes, my son." And he's like, "Tell me about like what Wakanda." And he and it sh- and it's that cool animation about oh, Wakanda yeah, using their technology. Sweet. And they do it, it's, they're not fully just saying, this is Wakanda, it got this, it got this. They say it in a very, like, spiritual, 
cultural way right. and fully explain why they became this important society, why they closed off to everyone else. Right, it makes it that much are. more important when it's revealed that Killmonger is of Wakandan descent, too, yep. which is like a legitimately really cool twist in the movie. Yeah. Um, it loses its punch a bit, obviously, on a second watch or third watch or fourth watch. But like, I, yeah, I gave the, it a six. Wow. The only thing that's keeping me from a seven in Black Panther is that I want more Killmonger. I do like Ulysses Claw a lot. Yeah. But a lot of like Killmonger's story, however awesome it is, is exposition-y. Like you, you basically just have Commander Ross, who, upon rewatching this movie, is such an awesome character. At the by the end, yeah, Everett Ross is really cool. He does some really cool stuff, and like he's always a little, it's a little white saviory. I don't know if that's like it definitely is, but I think I like that's like Ryan Coogler virtue signaling. Is that the the right. terminology? It kind of is, but like I, I kind of trust that. It, I hope that that wasn't the studio telling uh, Ryan he, he Coogler to do that. I mean, yeah. yeah, at the end, like he kind of is, but he just serves like one really important part. Everyone really serves like a very important purpose in this. But, anyways, you basically just have him telling you how badass Killmonger is. Right. I want to see him being badass because he's like. A huge psychopath. I want to yeah, see. Yeah, he's killed a lot of people in every country. Yeah, all over the world. I just see... so I could kill you. I kind of want to see what that looks like. The only thing that wasn't a seven. I was like, oh man, like t- show me that. Yeah. You know, I don't even care if you do a flashback in the middle of this movie. Show me Killmonger yeah. being cool. I don't honestly have wouldn't Bilbo mind this Baggins movie being telling longer. Me how cool he is. <laughs> D- more like dildo Baggins. <laughs> um, so I gave it a six. I mean, it's a really, really engaging movie. Yeah, Over. I'm like I'm. I'm wondering why I'm not giving it a seven. I mean, I I think I agree with that. I think I just I like Killmonger so much as a character. I don't nitpicking. care about the performance necessarily. I think it's a good performance. We'll get into that, but I think it's a really really cool character. And you're right. Yeah. One thing I will say, it won for best score, and that's because Ludwig Göransson had mm-hmm. just an incredible score. Yeah. It. it and such a good soundtrack that Kendrick uh, put together mm-hmm. with a bunch of other artists. So it definitely keeps me engaged. I I like it more than the average MCU movie, and we're both big MCU fans. It's, yeah. It's, it's really well done in terms of engagement. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six as well. All right, let's move on to our next category. Let us do actoring. Actoring is where we talk about the performances and the writing of those performances and the directing of those performances and whether they were given the tools that they needed to be as believable and as strong of characters as possible. Um, I have a weird one for Dark Knight here. Let's start with Dark Black Knight, Panthers right? and okay. it. I'm hovering because I uh, between a five and a six and because I think Fair. that these are more fleshed out characters than maybe any other MCU movie. They are... You yeah. get, especially Killmonger, like a very, even if we're not getting a lot of his backstory it visually, he is a very well-written villain, a yes. believable one. It's like when, when Thanos, when you actually believe Thanos, even though he's like a sociopath and psychopath and he wants to kill half the universe, you believe his cause because of the way he's saying it and the way it's written out. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing with Killmonger. It is, it is a great story of oppression that he – and it makes you believe in him. Yeah. And I think – I actually think that Chadwick Boseman low-key gives an incredible performance. Absolutely. Like, 
I I think at a very a, in very subtle ways he is good. The, the looks he gives, the way he talks about certain things, you really believe the emotions. I mean, like you really believe that he doesn't want to have to kill Killmonger, but he has to to protect the world. And he and he's like, why the fuck did we do this? We are supposed to be noble people, and we allowed this to happen. We created this monster, and it was like, why? And I think he has a good emotional range. I think. Everyone, every side character is good in this movie, and that is very rare. Lupita yeah. Nyong'o is great. Uh, the woman who plays Okoye is really great. Uh, Winston Duke as M'Baku is is like fucking amazing. So great, dude. Andy Serkis just firing on all cylinders in every moment. He is so full this is, South African yeah. accent. He's just crushing. You're my mixtape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's so good. And then I, I actually, I know, I can, this is where I'm I'm close to giving it a five. It is a comic book movie, but I'm close to giving it a five because I can understand why people don't like what MBJ is doing, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I think it's from, I'm, I, I'm not from Oakland, but I am from the Bay Area. I've been around Oakland, people from Oakland. It is a believable accent, and I think that he gets a, the point across of his anger is like, and it and it's done. I don't think there's much more to it than that, and that's where the problem comes in. That he kind of talks in like a, his teeth are always out, and he's always angry, and he's always like, "I'm the I'm the king" or whatever. Yeah, it's like a it's like a well written character, and Michael B. Jordan. You know, you got to praise him for making bold choices. Yeah. I don't know that they all work super well with how the character's written. That's like that's my thing in this movie is like Killmonger is really great, but I feel like he could have been even better. But mm-hmm. I mean I'm nitpicking, like I'm gonna give it a six still because I think Chadwick Boseman is legitimately a revelation in this movie. Like he yeah. is he's really good. You know, he's like forty years old. Yeah, I know. I don't understand. He's, he looks like he's in his twenties in this movie. I don't know. He he he's like uh it's a really he portrays like this really cool part of the movie that is not like it it is like front and center kind of the whole idea of the movie like the the main struggle is in T'Challa and it's yeah. whether or not he should lead Wakanda into the future and branch out because Wakanda's traditionally this very isolated extremely secretive society they don't get the they don't let vibranium out they don't let anything else in like they are insular yeah and the whole the whole idea of it is do we do does he keep them insular 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 yeah insulated so insular uh or does he does he branch out and use wakanda's technology to support other people and he ultimately chooses like a balance between the two and and he does Um, and he shows all of that in his emotional range yeah he never says any of that but you know like that's the struggle and then that final scene Especially on this rewatch, where he's he he kind of he revisits the site of um, you know his father's murder of his uncle, um, yeah, of Chadwick Bo- of T'Challa's uncle, and decides that's Kill. where his first outreach is going to be. Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, you and know, you know, that's the kid. Uh, the kid who comes up and talks to him is the is little in uh, Moonlight. The first, kid, oh. the youngest version of it. Oh, dude, that's awesome. But I think he looked a lot older at that time. Yeah, and like it's really cool. See, that scene is really cool at the end, and, and it's just like the, the final scene. This is like kind of a non sequitur. The post credit scene. No, no, the final scene where he's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, and then 
And then he looks at the camera. And he just looks at the camera. It's just like the I am Iron Man scene, except for he doesn't say I am Black yeah, Panther. It's I I love that. And it's just or cool because like, at the end of Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a really similar. cool scene that I never really gave uh, uh, enough props to. I'm giving it a six. I think that Chadwick Boseman is amazing. Everyone else is really good. You know, it's I'm only actually, not a seven because of MBJ. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with six as well. And I actually think not only is it that Chadwick Boseman brings it up, it's just that there are so many good side characters in this. Yeah. Like Martin Freeman is really good. His chemistry with Andy Serkis is so great. Great. Um, the uh, his chemistry. Gr- the girl with, plays Shuri, Shuri is really is Shuri too, is yeah. really good. She's really she's funny. She's like she's a great character. She's on. Anno- I could see how they could make the little sister an annoying character, and she's not. She's no. really cool. And the and Angela Bassett also is like a legend, oh, yeah. and she kills it in the movie. She has <laughs> the dopest hair at the end. She does. Um, okay, so that's sixes from Nick and I for actoring. Let's move on to uh, Dark Knight Rises actoring. This is tough. We haven't done enough Bane accents. Um, This is tough because it's like the only two people that are really putting on like a big show are Tom Hardy and Michael Caine. Like really big acting performance. I do think that there are moments when uh, Gary Oldman actually kind of turns into Gary Oldman. He's not as subdued as he normally is. And I like that. I, I, so I, I, here's the thing. I, I know Christian Bale is really not satisfied with his performance. I personally love Christian Bale's performance as Batman in all these movies. And I think he especially nails it in this movie because he has more to do. He's more defeated. He's more run down. He's more angry. He's like, you get an understanding of his character. Uh, And I think a lot of the, there are really good main side performances, I absolutely my favorite Joseph Gordon Lovett acting. I I actually like I like this more than Looper. He's really great in this. He's really good in it. Um I think I really like Anne Hathaway. I get that some people hate her. I don't fully understand it, but I think she's really cool in this. She's fun. She does have a lot of really great one liners. It is so dumb that Bean she, Mendelsohn is great. It's so dumb that that Selena Kyle is just always has those like goggles on the top of her head that look like cat ears. I love it. And she's a cat burglar. I think it's, it's cool. So, it's such a silly. I'm, I'm okay with it. Such a There's a guy who dresses name. like a bat. Um, he doesn't dress like a bat. He does. He is a bat. Oh yeah, um, that's true. I mean, I, I, I really like, her, but then there's like really, really small side performances that are not good. He's the, he's a man who dresses. He's the man that dresses like a bat that we deserve. Yeah, he's the not the not the man who dresses like a bat that Gotham needs, but the <laughs> man one that, who dresses like a bat that Gotham deserves. deserves. Uh, I, I think Matthew Modine is also really good in this, and it's a random one. For yeah, him. I, I just like so I don't like Marie Cotillard in this at all. I, so when I when I studied abroad, Marion Marion Cotillard. When I lived in France, my French teacher there, we were talking like different actors and stuff, and he was like. He's like one a- actor I absolutely hate is Marion Cotillard. Like he's like I don't think she's a good actress and I'm I'm telling you right now her French accent is not even like a real French American accent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I just like I think she's cool but I disagree about your point about Christian Bale. I think this is his weakest Batman. Oh, I don't well. buy a lot of the character from him and I I wonder if because he has said that he's a little disappointed with his overall performance. I wonder what he would do differently if he went back to this movie. Like, yeah. I just don't a hundred percent believe that the Batman that we know from the first two movies 
would be so beaten down by injury and the loss of Rachel that he'd just like be a recluse for four plus years and just be like the weird, the weird back. We had to be the the scapegoat, but yeah, I don't see how it would like fully. I, I don't I, I don't destroy everything. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch the first two, but I don't a hundred percent buy why he's so down. Like he's just so reclusive and weird. Like I he's still Bruce he, Wayne. I think man. because he failed to stop Rachel from dying, and he failed to stop Harvey Dent from what he became. I just like and the Joker. The Joker wins in Dark Knight. Yeah, but like I don't know. It's just kind of like I don't know. I don't one hundred percent believe that he would be stat beaten down. Yeah. Like he is. It just like doesn't really like sit with me a hundred percent. But everything is like really fine. Um there are a lot of <laughs> there's one really big choice <laughs> by an actor in this movie. That, I am in the League of Shadows. That is awesome. And uh I've never I don't think there's ever been a character that I quote more but misquote more than than yeah. Bane. Um but it doesn't Arthur, you think the darkness is your ally? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't. I personally, it doesn't one hundred percent work. Giving it a five. Yeah, I actually, I, I think Bane's. Perf- I I like the performances. Bane. I like the voice. I think it's really cool because I think he's. Supp- I've been saying this to Nick. I think he's supposed to portray that he's much older than he looks, yeah. and that's why he sounds like wizened and shit. But I think the problem more is. Christopher Nolan, for what I know that they couldn't hear him in the mask, I guess, but Christopher Nolan decided to make it so that he has an amplified speaker in his mask that does surround sound for you. So if you're watching the movie, his voice is coming from everywhere instead of from the specific location of Bane. I don't remember. And that's my problem with it. I don't remember seeing like what it was like seeing it in a theater, but when we rewatched it together on my TV, like it is so off-putting that everyone else is talking normally and all of a sudden when bane talks it comes equally from both speakers yeah as if and it surrounds you yeah and it's as so if you're like playing him on spotify yeah it's a, it's i really can't weird. i can't imagine that no producer was like hey let's not do that you know anyone yeah. working on it i'm gonna give it a five i really i think the the thing is that christopher nolan's movie his his comic book movies have slightly more believable and nuanced characters than the average ones. Then, and that's why I'm giving it above average for its type of movie. I just think it's brought down by lame side characters and some weird choices. Fair. I'm yeah. gonna give it. What are you giving it for? Five. Okay. Yeah, five for both Nick and I. Let, I, I did. I went. I wrote four, and then I went to five, and then I went to six, and then I went back to five. Yeah, it's like tough because That's obviously nice. Dark Knight is like a seven in actoring. Yeah, but and Batman Begins is like a six, but this one I just think there there are some problems, and I didn't really think yeah. of it as acting, but I think of it more as character writing, and that's a big problem. Right. Um, let's move on to our next category, uh, eye candy, where we talk about all the visual elements of the movies. Um, Let's start, these movies are actually very different visually, and so it's going to be fun. They're they're like highly different versions of of comic book movies, um, and uh, so let's start with uh, Dark Knight Rises, Eye Candy. There, there's a part of me that wants to give this a seven. I gave it a seven. 
this is... I think Christopher Nolan should make all the comic book movies, and then all the ones that he doesn't have time to make, Ryan Coogler should make the rest of them. I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think Ryan Coogler is very clearly very... He's, he's great with a budget. Christopher Nolan is, like, the master of... Let's throw him a lot of money. It will be in yeah. safe hands. It's not going to look stupid The devil at all. is in the details, dude. Yeah, he, it's all practical like, effects. Yeah, he puts so much detail in the costuming, practical effects, gadgets, the prison scenes. There's the, like no CGI except for the, the... The destruction of Gotham, the football. Yeah. Yeah. The football, the and most then the, in, the bat, most incredible the uh, opening kickoff return of all time. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, was that guy going to have a kickoff return... If the field wasn't falling apart, he was so far ahead. Yeah, I, I honestly, he's like, what a lovely voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think visually it's, it looks, he makes the movies look so cool. If you just watch The Dark Knight Rises and you don't put too much thought into where the plot falls thin and the deus ex machinas and why Bane's voice comes at you from both speakers as yeah. if is just projected at you like the movie is visually stunning just like all of the other he's like the one director that does the helicopter shot of a city and it doesn't look dumb or like Uh unnecessary it just and i think the his visuals are always so well aided by hans zimmer's uh score that it makes you it like gives you goosebumps watching it right um i just above everything even if the Plane hijacking doesn't make any actual sense in story. No. Uh, it's so it cool. looks so fucking cool, and no other director could do that. The only other person I would trust with, like, if I were a big production company and I wanted to trust another director, the only other person right now I would do it with that much money and no and not a lot of practical effects is, uh, or not a lot of CGI is Denis Villeneuve, as he showed with like Blade Runner and. Uh, mm. Arrival and Sicario. They just look so good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it... Um, fuck, do I want to give it a seven? I'm going to give it a seven. This is just my type of visual movie. I love it. It's not like the best cinematography ever, but uh, it's great. I think it actually won cinematography. Um, Did it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to fact check you on that. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. That might be fake news. No, I think it did. All right. Well, let's move on to. Uh... I, I also gave Black Panther a seven. Like okay. I said, all of the all of the uh, superhero movies that Christopher Nolan no, it didn't. It didn't can't make. Um, I think Ryan Coogler should make the rest of them. I will uh, always love the Killmonger entering into his newly won throne scene. Yeah, the inverted shot inverts Wakanda and him walking in just wearing the most pimp robe expertly scored by ludwig Göransson. so with that cool yeah. yeah um it's just like that's so great and then like when you see mbaku's lair i really like that we, we get to see where they're at and like how cool the design is of like the i forget the name of that tribe and jabari the jabari tribe yeah um jabari parker yeah true he might be i don't know i don't know probably not I just love I love everything about that. I wish that uh, I had a cool room in my future home that has a bunch of wood, uh, like logs hanging from the ceiling, like Mbaku's uh, throne room. Yeah, uh, I gave I it a seven. It. I don't think there's anything. I mean, I think Black Panther is beautifully put together. I'm at a six. 
uh, I have a pro- I have problems with some things CGI wise. I don't like the way the rhinos look at all. Oh yeah, I'm the not. Rhinos a, are it's just like, hey, let's just throw in something that's completely unnecessary to essentially have this color mashing like bullshit for nerds. Right. Um, I there are some <laughs> things about Black Panther's suit, the purple like um, ki- kinetic energy that's coming off of it that looks a little silly to me. Whereas like when he shows up in Civil War, he just looks so cool and it's a different and the, suit though yeah but, but exactly but I, I don't really like the the purple colors flashing across yeah, the I screen guess. there is a lot of cgi in the movie i will say there are some really cool other shots i love the way they shoot the basketball um uh scene at the very beginning with the kids outside in oakland it's like going around to each kid it i honestly wish that nba games could be filmed the way that yeah. that one was filmed <laughs> Um, and they do it later too. And, uh, they do it whenever there's fight scenes, it's bouncing around other people really, really, there's one shot that is a CGI sort of editing shot, but it looks cool is when they're fighting. Oh, I should have said this in spectacularity. Like my favorite scene, um, engagement level wise is the casino scene is Mm. so cool when it turns into a fight and a Koye is just fucking people up and the shot goes up to the top where Okoye is fighting, fighting and you hear yeah. the chop, 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 and like, like the voices in the background. And I just think visually he makes those scenes look really, really cool where it also gives me goosebumps. They're very, uh, they're very like James Bond-esque too. They remind me, I mean, not just because they're like gambling, but they remind me of like scenes in Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, cool it looks like Macau, the, the casino in Macau. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, you know, like the person that Okoye like bashes off the side of the, yeah, it the looks balcony, awesome. like falls behind T'Challa. And the way that T'Challa jumps up is really yeah. cool too without his full suit on. I also really, really like visually that opening scene where they're explaining what Wakanda is. I think it's, it's super cool. Yeah, and like they, they could have made some of the, um, some of like the astral plane stuff, like it, it's it's cool looking. It, yeah. it could have been lame, but it's it's really uh, I I really like it. Yeah, I'm just oh I, one very very simple thing visually. I love the way the ships, the spaceships or whatever that they have, take off. That they like fall down into the pit. Oh, and that looks great. Yeah, it looked cool. So there are things I really like, but I this is just if for me, I'm not a huge CGI fan. I do think Ryan Coogler, it is crazy that Ryan Coogler went from Fruitvale Station to Creed to Black Panther. And that's it. And he and he is so good at it. Um, uh, so I'm going to give it a six, which is well above average right. uh, visually. Let's move on to our next category. Um, do an originality now? Yeah, I think we should do originality. Uh, why don't you start with Black Panther? So... I don't know the comic book. Did you read the comic book? No, this is one that I didn't. My dad was a DC guy, so I read a lot more DC comics than Marvel comics. I actually don't know if I read any Marvel comics. Mm. Oh, uh, no, Fantastic Four is Marvel. I read a lot of Fantastic Four. That's cool. Um, Flame on! Yep, that's exactly the voice that I used in my head. (laughs) Flame! Fire rises! I was born in the dark. Uh, <laughs> Sound like a like a kid fighting with his mom. I was, I was born, born in, in the, the dark. dark, mom. You merely adopted it. Um, dark. I I just think that that uh, 
Black Panther is a really necessary movie for multiple reasons yeah. to have been made. I don't know. Ad- admittedly, I don't know how far it deviates from the comics or much about Black Panther in the comics. I just think that it's a, like a necessary movie. And and a huge part of that is I work in schools and I saw for like firsthand how important it was to so many like students who are who are people of color. The Wakanda Forever thing became like a big yeah, cultural. It's just really moment. and important to to like girls to to like kids because yeah. there are so many like powerful female characters in this too. Like it's just a really cool movie that needed to be made. I don't. I'm going to give it a six and not a seven because I don't know if it deviates from the comics. If it borrows, I don't know, like if it, it takes from a comic story. I don't know much about Killmonger. I know that he looks a lot different in the comics and they took a lot of liberties with Killmonger's character that work really well to place him in the present day. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool progression too, that, that that Wakanda goes from isolationism to embracing a little bit more of a globalist uh, I- uh, ideal system. I wonder if like we would give any MCU movie a seven in originality. I thought that exact and so same thing. I think this is more. Here's the thing: we like watching uh, pitch meetings, be- screen ramp pitch meetings before. Uh, Gabe likes to these. recommend them to me, and then I forget to watch them. Yeah, but when we watch them, you notice that there are like they could just point out a lot of flaws you may maybe missed. Right. The if you watch the pitch meeting for Black Panther, it's more making fun of how skeptical the studio was of making this and how long yeah. it took them to make it, and then how like. It is. They, there are like two flaws in the movie that they pick out, and I think that that's incredibly creative in terms of its writing. Um, they point out that um, you have a fully developed villain with great like societal ideas mm-hmm. in the movie, and that is just whoa, rare. And they're up. like, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You want to like flesh out our villains? We don't do that. That's awesome. I don't. I wouldn't say that Killmonger has great ideas. No, no, no. Sorry, I meant separately. <laughs> there are great societal ideas in the movie, and yes. there's good character writing. Um, every... Killmonger definitely comes from a very oh very yeah extremist. But <laughs> what what I like is that Angle. the original Black Panther comic actually came out before the Black Panther movement became known Mm. and it didn't have anything to do they even changed the name of him to like black leopard or something because they didn't they didn't want to associate with that but i think it's really cool that ryan coogler inserted his own oakland background into this movie and made it about black panthers like or about the cause that black panthers that we're fighting for and that's what killmonger is right like it's like this analogy for the the different approaches that you can have to yeah to protesting right and the how our society is just does not appreciate people of color right and and it's cool to have killmonger explain that because this is a highly trained highly educated uh, but but abandoned kid who knows that every, there's this line that he says that's so sad where he, when he's a kid and he talks to his when he goes to the ancestral plane and he talks to his dad yeah who I forgot to mention Sterling K Brown is incredible in this he's movie great. um but when he talks to him he says uh aren't you gonna like be the dad says aren't you sad for me for dying he's like everybody dies that's just what it's like around yeah. here. And that is sad. That is something that, that is true. And I think that 
what the way that these ideas are brought into it are really clever and i don't think they smash you over the head with any of them and i know that for some people they had problems that it's like a social justice warrior movie but really it's like no these these are important points we will give you an entertainment vehicle to give you these points and I, I like that every little detail is really important. They br- they bring up everything later. There's like something as simple as them walking. They'll show you the x-ray machine when they walk into the casino. And then they use it when Claw and them show up to show you how much of a threat they are. Yeah. And that's like, that's really yeah. good filmmaking. Yeah. And then there's the tunnel the or the, the electromagnetic uh, tunnel. They explain that they basically show you that that's going to be important later, that it knocks out all uh, vibranium mm-hmm. uh, when it's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the line where he says Killmonger does not want to die. He's so true to his character till the end. He says, my ancestors jump from the ships because they they, they knew that death was better than bondage than bondage and it's and it's really cool to have his character say that because he's an Ameri- he's an African American yeah. his mom was from the U S and that means that he is and his ancestors were slaves mm-hmm. as opposed to Chadwick yeah, Boseman because T'Challa gives him the option like yeah I could you 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 know we could fix you up and he's like no I don't want to be fixed up you're gonna put me in prison yeah I've done terrible things and I did them you know he he's true to what he did them for. He, in, in his mind, based on what he's experienced, which is very, very different than T'Challa's extremely privileged, you know, upbringing in this. Exactly. And an isolated mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah. In this bubble society, he's like, literally, it's in a bubble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, um, you know, he knows that he's not going to go to prison. He'd rather die. Yeah. It's like his ancestors would rather have died uh, um, than be imprisoned. Beyond. Or enslaved. But. Yeah, exactly. Um, beyond race, they all. I think the way that they handle gender is really good. Yeah. I think it's like in Avengers Infinity War and in Avengers Endgame, they have these two obnoxious scenes where all the girls get together and they're like, it's essentially like, girl power. Let's throw this into the movie to make girls like happy with this movie. And I can't imagine that they're like, I'm sure like women and girls watch the movie and they're like, wow, this is a cool scene, but it's like, fuck you for just throwing this in here and forcing it. Whereas this, like one thing I love is his, like the King's strongest guards are all women and they're badass. And Okoye might be the fiercest warrior in all of Wakanda. Yeah, considering that she doesn't have any superpowers and she just wrecks people. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. And so I, I really, and they, and if anybody watched that scene and they're like, oh, come on, they're going to make women do that. It's like, no, they're not, they're not forcing you this on you. They're just fucking sick women and, and they're not explaining, they don't need to right, explain. They don't need to, to explain anything. It's yeah. a different culture. And That's sure, Wakandan culture. Shuri's just, a young, a young, yeah. highly intelligent. She's, she's in charge of all the technology and medicine in their country. It just is what it is yeah. in their culture that, that, um, is a made up culture. And like, wouldn't it be nice if that was, that was a real thing? Yeah, I agree. Um, I w- one last thing before we move on. Cause I know we talked about this a lot, but I, I think that this is like a testament to this comic book movie that there are so many important issues i mean the immigration and refugee thing that they bring into the post-credit scene is great mm-hmm. they've nailed it 
They nailed it better than a lot of politicians have nailed it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, the like the wise uh, build bridges instead of walls. Right. And that is it, that is a really cool scene that they put in there. And they even have the white French guy be like, what does Wakanda have to offer? Yeah. And then he looks at the camera. So anyways, I'm going to give it a six. It's, it's still a comic book movie. It's still based on some other yeah. stuff. Same as me. I gave it a six. Um, um, all right. Let's move on. To- if you say one more word, I'll feed you to my children. Just kidding, we're vegetarians. That's another fucking cool thing, that the biggest the biggest characters are all vegetarians and have, like, superhuman strength, where he just picks up the dude and fucking throws him with one <laughs> hand. It's true. Uh, it's pretty dumb, but uh, it's cool. It's great. Uh, I just had to throw that line in there. All right. Uh, Basalt! <gasps> Basalt? Yeah, I think that's what he says. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about originality <laughs> with Dark Knight Rises. Um... I do, it doesn't have the most original plot. So the reason that we pit these together is because they have this like structure, the same kind of structure where it's like the the main superhero is defeated and then he's not defeated and then he comes back and then he's yeah. And it's just yeah. the Dark Knight Rises twice, twice in this movie, and I just don't think it follows the most original plot. Um, but the take on Bane is really original. Like, that's not what Bane in the comics is like. Um, and that through line of, like, Ra's al Ghul's whole plot kind of coming... That it's the whole... Yeah, yeah coming to to, uh, to a head in this movie. The twist with Talia is kind of... Kind of not... I mean, like, it's just not well-received. But it does come out of nowhere and, it like... It blew my mind the first and time And, like, yeah, and, and does kind of blow your mind. Uh, and the visual creativity make up for any, like, plot structure, like issues that it has i think that overall it is a good ending to that trilogy yeah um you know and uh i I gave it a five yeah i so i mean like i'm there i'm like it it is kind of average in a certain the problem with the movie in in, and especially in originality is when we talk about writing is that there are there are a lot of flaws if you poke holes in this movie like you will or if, if you really search you will you can poke holes yeah um, you can but I think what you said is a great point. This ha- he had to wrap up his whole trilogy, and I think that it is a sad. Even if the movie itself is not satisfying, the trilogy is really satisfying. It it, totally. it comes together. It's the way. It, it, this is exactly how Batman's story needs to end. Unless he died, I would have been okay if he died. Uh, I. I st- I don't get how the fuck he escaped. It makes literally no sense that a bla- the the ship has a blast radius of six miles. And they even show him in the ship with like six seconds left. Um, I, I, I mean, it, it, how the fuck does it's riddled Batman also, how does he escape? Once he escapes the prison, how does he get home? There's just so many like, there's too many question marks. And I think that brings it down. But I do think, I think that Christopher Nolan just does something that... Everyone else in DC is just incapable of doing. And I think that goes into the writing. Yeah. I think he still is it coming is. up with really cool storylines um, and twists. He's such a it's king It's a movie of that tries to do so much that it just kind of it, – it has to leave holes. Yeah. Because there's so much trying to be done all in one film. And it's it, – you know, it just – it is what it is. It's just not The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's not as good as the movie that preceded it. Yeah, and I think it's hurt by that. And it could, okay, have, it could have never been. Well, like, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go with a five as well. I I was close to a four. Um, all right, let's go to our last category, legacy, legacy. where we talk about what uh, what the lasting legacy is of the movie. Um, 
how people received it, how people talk about it over time. Um, how did it do? Let's start with Dark Knight Rises. This is another tough one. Yeah. This movie made a lot of money. A lot. Because people really like Christopher Nolan's movies. There are still a lot of people that don't like Marvel. They don't like the MCU movies. They think they're overrated. And they think we'll never get to a point of Christopher Nolan's superhero movies again. I think that's fair. I like the way he does that. Yeah. He, people really liked it. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It made over a billion dollars. It has an 8.4 on IMDb, which is fucking absurd. Like, that is too high for a movie with so many problems. Mm, yep. And it's, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And that's because people like Krista. And and it's going to demonstrate my point I'm going to bring up in, in Black Panther that it got an 8.4. Um, it, it's just that it's not trying to like really prove anything. And I think people don't have any like social problems with it and they like Christopher Nolan. It's decent, yeah. dis- decent critical stuff. You could see that it was lower than dark Knight and Batman begins. It's a 78 on Metacritic at 87 on, uh, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, one thing that's really hurt is that it's always going to be in the shot, the League of Shadows. Uh, it, it's always going to be in the shadow of Dark Knight. And that fucking killed this movie for a lot of people. People walked out and they were like, that was cool, but I was disappointed. And right. that's because Dark Knight is so good. And I do think over time, people have hated Tom Hardy's performance more and more. It's just so, it's not even really his performance, because I think that he disappears into Bane. Like, you can, yeah. I mean, it's partly because he's wearing a mask. Yeah. But also, like, Tom Nobody Hardy's- cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you don't fear death. You welcome it. I, um, I had a hard time with Legacy for this one, for all those reasons that you said. I think that it does wrap up the trilogy well, but it, it should have been like a five-hour-long movie or had a different plot um, because it's just too much. And I do think that it is the second most memorable of the three movies, even though Batman Begins is probably a better movie. Yeah. I think that it's the second most memorable after The Dark Knight, obviously. Yeah. Um, if for no other reason than the choices that Hardy makes and... Um, you know, for that reason, I'm going to give it a six. It made a lot of money. It is, uh, it's great, but it's not perfect. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, like, I kind of want to give it a five because it is above, it is above average. It's just like, it's part of this like amazing, never forgotten trilogy. I think your point about originality kind of goes into this that it, well, first of all, it was really, really well received, really well received. I mean, the, the fact that it wasn't nominated for any Oscars is, pretty bad um considering how popular the other two were like not even visual effects and stuff because it, it pissed off people but it did it, it ended this trilogy and you think of it as part of the trilogy and it's necessary and people are actually excited to rewatch it so right if it's I'm gonna like give a, it a standalone six. movie it's not a six yeah exactly i'm gonna give it a six um uh, let's talk about black panther uh this is this is slightly controversial even though it really should it not shouldn't be. be it's a seven to me it's one of the best mcu movies it has like a 97 percent on rotten tomatoes it is critically acclaimed it is important for uh for young uh african-american people and for young women to have uh 
have a voice and like a, a, a person of color that is a superhero to look up to and who is surrounded by like strong, powerful uh, women in a society where, like we said, like it's just nobody has to explain to you that Wakanda has a, a much more um, progressive view of the abilities of uh, women. Yeah. It's just there. And it's, just, yeah. it's nice to just have this like, boom, we got this society. This is what it looks like. Wouldn't it be cool if this was a thing? This is, I mean, I, this is a, an amazing, almost perfect movie to me as far as superhero movies go I totally you agree. could talk about the controversy yeah um, i mean i gave it a seven i don't think there's any question i gave it a seven as well i think here's i mean it was nominated for seven oscars it won three there was like some some people really wanted it to win best picture if there was if the oscars had done the stupid choice to have uh the most popular movie award it would have won it made yeah. $1.3 billion off of a $200 million budget. And this is like, and it was a standalone movie that made that much. Right. Um, the, it basically was like, um, with this uh, Get Out and Girls Trip, these directors proved to Hollywood stop assuming that if there is a, if there's a, per, if there are people mm -hmm. of color, as the lead in these movies, it's not going to make money. Don't believe that. That doesn't make any sense. The black community goes to the theater as much as everyone else, if not more. And they probably were tired of not seeing any representation mm -hmm. in the movies. That being said, there was a response. If you look at audience scores for this, and if I even talk about this with my friends, like some of my friends, um, and it's fine not to like the movie. I don't fully get it. But there are – so it got a 75% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which I, I have – and it got a 7.3 on IMDb. And we're talking about Dark Knight Rises is an 8.3, and it is yeah. not well-loved. I don't get that. I think there's a lot of trolling going on. I think there's a lot of, like, people refusing to like it because they think that it's pressing some message of race and gender and social issues on you. But it is not. And if you are experiencing it in that way, I think the problem is with you. I yeah, don't think – no one is yourself. calling you a racist for not liking the movie. They're calling you a racist for thinking that – like for thinking that the movie – this movie is some sort of like affront to your, right. your like way of life. Yeah. and Dude, I, it's just a movie with, with – a it's just a black superhero movie. Like yeah. chill out. And I walked out of the theater like I I don't and I wasn't thinking movie. about a lot of the social is, issues of it or the political issues. I even though I really liked those, I walked out being like, "Holy shit, that movie was so cool!" Like everything about it was so cool. The characters were so cool, so well written, and I just I could get the MBJ hate that some people had, but I'm like, dude, would you rather have? A, a villain who just wants to destroy everything with no other like like fucking red skull in uh yeah captain america like sorry that they so, actually yeah. maybe you don't like the way that michael b jordan portrayed the character but the character itself is fucking cool it's like besides thanos he is the best i love ronan the accuser but he is way less developed than killmonger he's essentially the same character except for mm. Killmonger wants to help the oppressed, whereas Ronan thinks that his people were oppressed, so now he wants to cleanse the world of them, which mm -hmm. is more disturbing. Mm -hmm. um, 
I just think that this movie, it, it's on oh, it. I mean, as you said, it's lasting legacy is like this movie is really important to a lot of people. And for the people that it's not necessarily important to you and uplifting and empowering, at the very least, it's a movie you want to rewatch because it's fucking cool. And that's it. And like it is going to have this. Like, first of all, we're not going to have another Black Panther until like 2022 or 23. And it was so successful that you see an Infinity War that had been made around the same time and they mm -hmm. barely have any Black Panther in it. And then you're, it feels weird that there's not a lot of Black Panther in Infinity War because he's so well done in this movie. It's a seven. I, I, can, I can get why some people might not like it, but I think like evaluate why you don't like it. I mean, like even it. that you're having the discussion gives it a legacy. Exactly. I, I think it's going to be that. Um, um, all right. What's added up? Let's, um, yeah, let's take a second to add it up. Uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. I forgot to write down your scores as we did it. That's why I said. And so, I think after some calculations, after if my calculations are correct. If my calculations are correct. If my calculations are correct. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one, but it's so quiet. But you can't hear it because I'm speaking literally into a mug. Uh, that's the trick, everyone out there. Just speak Just into a mug. Just speak into a mug and you sound like Ban. Um, I believe Dark Knight, from me, gets a 27. From you, gets a 28, which yeah. means it has a total of 55. Pretty good. Um, Black Panther, surprising even to me, I only very narrowly docked from being perfect. It's a 32 out of 35 for me. 31. It's a 31 for you, which means that Black Panther wins 63 to 50. 63 out of 70. That's the thing. I mean, Black Panther is a fucking great movie, and we are both big comic book movie uh, yeah. fans. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's get into some accolades then. Uh, now that Black Panther has won, let's see if it'll win any other awards. Uh, so our uh, accolade section, we're going to break down some awards uh, and give them to the movies. So let's start with uh, MVP. Who won these movies for you? This was a tough one. I don't... I don't know. I don't know, like, who is really the MVP here. Um, I think that it has to be... It's, is it? Isn't it just always superhero movies when we do? Yeah, superhero I mean movies? superhero. Yeah, no, I think it's like high concept superhero movies yeah, are cool. That's the MVP here. Yeah, I really like. I think Ryan Coogler really kills it, and I think that there was he like really probably does. a lot of questions going into it because he didn't have a lot of experience, and I he proved it. My LVP is Marion Cotillard. Uh, my LVP. Is it Marion Cotillard? I don't think she's that bad, personally. I, I do think it's funny that the way that she dies is <laughs> yeah, so especially scary. It's after like she just that. realizes that she suddenly dies. Um, my LVP is probably... Um, I, I think it's like, honestly, studios for not trusting that uh, movies that are led by people of color could be really successful. That's a stupid thing to think. Yeah, uh, I just don't get it. it and they're they're so clearly some of the most popular movies now. Yeah. Um, who you got for your six man? My six man. So six man is the person who did the most at the least. This is obvious. This person should win it for every movie ever. It's Andy Serkis. He's so good as Ulysses Claw. It's true. I, um, I almost gave this one to Bilbo Baggins, but I think I'm going to agree with you and it has to be Ulysses Claw. I, it's just he... 
is so he cranks it up so high in this movie like when he fi- fires his like handgun and all the money is going around he's like oh I've made this rain and then he's like <laughs> and he has like a really raspy dry laugh and then when he's singing uh what is he singing in the interrogation room or when it just starts with him he's like oh I see you you're right there I see you yeah and he's just I like I don't know what he's singing but um, he is great I'm gonna give him six man too you convinced me when we talked off yeah, there. I was close with I think Okoye is really good true. as well true true uh, true that's and, a good uh, second pick. Ben Mendelsohn also is he's just so good always. But it's not his best role. No. I um I'm gonna give my comeback player Do you th- do you feel in charge? <laughs> I'm gonna give my comeback player uh as a tie. Okay. Um with uh, uh I'm gonna give it to Everett Ross and yeah. Selena Kyle. Yeah. I'm give them both comeback because I did not really care for either of those characters. Before this rewatch, and I was like, you know what? I appreciate these two. Yeah, I think Selena Kyle is a really good one for the the character that came back and um, kind of proved something for you. Yeah, like I, I her character, her story is really good, and I actually think there's a similar story with um, uh, Mbaku. Uh, yeah, is totally. a really good. I mean, you get actually there's a lot of them. So there's Mbaku, there's Selena Kyle, there's Matthew Modine's character in mm. Dark Knight Rises, who who gets essentially shamed out of his home by Commissioner Gordon and fucking dies for it. Yep. And Gordon doesn't die, but Gordon also like lost his whole family because he mm-hmm. was trying to do the right thing. Um, but they knew. Oh, that's why, because they knew he did the wrong thing. Um, they he framed Batman. With Batman. You follow the false idol. Yeah. Uh, and then, I really hope uh, you can hear any of the mug stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to give it, like, those three are, are really good. I think that they all just, like, really grow on you. I also think Killmonger is just, like, they really grow that character over it. Totally. Uh, I mean, who's your all-star who's team? Who's in my all-star team? I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to go Killmonger, T'Challa. Pff, I mean, there's too many, actually, honestly. Uh, Okoye for sure has to be in there. Uh, what's yeah. that? Three. So I need I need two more. I guess I'll give Tom Hardy a nod here. Like, I don't love. I that. haven't decided whether, like, in my head, whether Tom Hardy's a good actor. I, what? I mean, no, he's a good actor, but I don't think he's a great actor he's not anymore. Always a great actor. He's made he, some weird fucking some, choices. He makes very bold choices, and but he, he kind of does them well. With that, yeah, with that level of risk, you're bound to fail sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you does. guys should see Capone and let me know. Yeah, I, exactly. He do, they're in his good roles. I really do like him, like Locke and Bronson. He's amazing. Um, so uh, I uh, I'll fill out my last spot. Um, oh, I thought you picked five. No, I'm going to fill up my last spot with, man, I want to pick a good one from Black Panther that's just like not like a super, oh, uh, uh, dude. Uh, Winston Duke? Mbaku? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, was like he, blanking on his name for some reason. He dude, is so good in it. He's uh, so great. And uh, he is such a large, imposing man, but he has that. that it's really like, interesting to see. Vegetarian in- line is so great, too. Julie thinks that that, thinks she read somewhere that that might have been a, a, an ad lib from him. Oh, that's cool. But I forgot to fact check it. So uh, uh, I don't know if it is. And it, it is, is weird to see Winston Duke right afterwards play kind of a nerdy, unassuming character in us. Yeah. Regardless of if you like it. Um, 
I am going to go mostly the same. So I'm going to go T'Challa, um, Ulysses Claw, Killmonger, Alfred Pennyworth. No. No, I think Michael Caine does like an incredible job in Dark Knight Rises. It's just a lot of crying, but uh, it's really good. And then... um, Ah, it's like I'm I'm hovering between Blake and Mbaku, but I think I'm gonna go Mbaku. I do really like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's acting in it. I it's like I don't like him as an actor that much, and I think he's great in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, any stupid scene? We've already kind of talked about any of the stupidest scenes. They're all from the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there are some dumb. I don't really like the meme moment of the what are the in Black Panther but that scene itself is really cool and I think that shows off like Chadwick Bo- Chadwick Boseman's like goofy side yeah. which is cool yeah where he's like and oh sure yeah, he's I, awesome. I tried it's my first day I'm trying to just be like I'm trying to think like what would dad want yeah it's a cool scene to just kind of oh and there's a, I think there's a reference to his dad Badu uh, not Badu uh, Baba liking uh, liking Back to the Future too. because when he puts on the shoes uh, they're like supercharged or something, and Cherie says, "Like that movie Baba always made us watch." Oh, and yeah. that has to be those shoes from because they to the like Future lace too. up. I thought you would have caught totally. that. Totally, I did not catch that. That's awesome. Uh, okay, uh, n- what are we gonna do next week? Next week we are going to yeah. do Knives Out versus Clue, two whodunit movies making fun of whodunit movies while also being whodunit movies. Right. Uh, and they are both on Amazon Prime, so go check those that. out. That's going to um, be fun. Do you have any recommendations? Because I recommend Shea Serrano's podcast, Villains, about oh, the, for the, sure. the Eric Killmonger episode. It's great. Yeah, definitely look up Villains, the podcast. Uh, I would say, oh, great Fruitvale Station. 100% watch Fruitvale Station. It is so good. It's yeah, Ryan Coogler's first movie. movie. It's why him and Michael B. Jordan team up together. I say Creed, even if you don't like boxing movies, like Jimmy is someone who doesn't like it, I, I highly recommend Creed. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just go watch movies with those yeah. people on them. And then and, and go, uh, you can follow us on social media. The music party. <laughs> uh, so we are on Instagram, Instagram.com slash facing off pod. We would really like it if you share our podcast on Instagram uh, and encourage others to follow us there because giving you a lot of recommendations, we're just going to be a little more active on that. But uh, check it out. We have like a, a, a curated list of movies about race and inequality and injustice. Check those out. And then, of course, some other ones that are streaming. Uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash facing off pod. Uh, you can send us emails. We would love to get your emails about what you thought about these movies. Um, and if our ratings are so off base, Gabe, they're so off base, uh, facing off podcast at gmail.com. Nick, do you have a send off? Oh, I mean, we can just, (laughs) (laughs) uh, 